coming up on Philosophy Talk. 2015, the examined year. What happened in 2015 to challenge our assumptions and make us think in new ways? Well, there are 60 million refugees now in the world. The year in refugees and migration. I don't think that individual nation states are capable of handling this crisis alone. The year in science and climate change. This is the moment, or one of the moments, to be hopeful. We have committed with this agreement to changing the world, and really it signals uh, the end of the fossil fuel era. The year in campus culture wars. What are we doing? I mean, if we're going to do moral philosophy, it had better be in service of political savviness. Join us for a philosophical year in review. It's the examined year, 2015, coming up on Philosophy Talk. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Our program comes to you from the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. That's where Ken teaches philosophy, and I did for 40 years. 40 remarkable years, John. I hope you remember them fondly. Today, it's a special edition of Philosophy Talk. The examined year, 2015, we look back at the philosophical significance of events and ideas that shaped the past 12 months. 2015 was the year that 195 countries came together in Paris to sign a historic climate change agreement. Does this agreement signal a fundamental shift in our willingness to deal with the consequences of our way of life? We'll talk about that with Alan Thompson from Oregon State University, co-editor of the forthcoming Oxford Handbook of Environmental Ethics. But the climate accords weren't the only big event in Paris this year. There were also the terrorist attacks, and Europe as a whole is grappling with the influx of refugees fleeing from the turmoil in the Middle East. Here in the U.S., we've been having our own conversation about immigration. We'll think about the year in refugees and migration with Beverly Crawford, professor of political science at UC Berkeley. 2015 was also the year of massive demonstrations on college campuses across the country. Students put pressure on administrators and faculty to address what they saw as entrenched racism and prejudice and to try and create a more inclusive and tolerant environment. Some people have criticized these demands for sensitivity and, quote, safe spaces as coddled students trying to suppress the free exchange of difficult ideas. We'll be joined in a moment by Kate Mann from Cornell University, who co-authored a response to that criticism. Let's start the discussion with our roving philosophical reporter, Shukin Kalantari. She offers a look back at some of the battles in this year's campus culture wars. A few days before Halloween, the Intercultural Affairs Committee at Yale sent the following email to the student body, suggesting they be mindful of minority groups when thinking of costumes. We would hope that people would actively avoid those circumstances that disrespect, alienate, or ridicule segments of our population based on race, nationality, religious belief, or gender expression. Pretty much, don't dress up as an Indian or do blackface. It's not nice. Erica Christakis, a residential staff member at Yale, didn't like the email, so she wrote another message to the student body. If you don't like a costume someone is wearing, look away or tell them you are offended. Talk to each other. Free speech and the ability to tolerate offense are the hallmarks of a free and open society. In other words, whose business is it to control the forms of costumes of young people? 
It's not mine. I know that. That didn't go well with some students, especially students of color. These freshmen come here, they think this is what Yale is? They're going to leave. They're going to transfer because you are a poor student of the community. Earlier in the year, students of color had already protested being racially profiled by campus police. Earlier that month, a group of black students were turned away from a sorority party for being black. The students wanted Christakis out of Yale. She resigned three months later. Erica Christakis says she canceled her spring course in response to a campus climate. She says it's not, quote, conducive to the civil dialogue and open inquiry required. Some people, like comedian Bill Maher, think the whole matter is much to do about nothing. Banning a hobo costume doesn't make the homeless feel better. It makes you feel better. This is the lazy liberalism in which scolding has become a substitute for actually doing something. So says the upper middle class white man. But maybe Bill Maher is right. Maybe we're being too PC about Halloween costumes. Maybe we're just too PC in general. Or maybe this country is so racially divided right now that dressing up in blackface or as a terrorist isn't really productive. I don't know. I'll leave that one to the philosophers. Trick or treat! For Philosophy Talk, I'm Shuka Kalantari. Dispatches from the front of the Campus Culture Wars, as explored by our roving philosophical reporter. To hear the rest of this program, head to philosophytalk.org. Thank you for listening. And thank you for thinking.